0: Militarily Speaking, Episode 21, Veterans Community Project, otherwise known as VCP.
1: This episode, we talk with Brian Myers, CEO and co-founder of Veterans Community Project.
0: Welcome to Militarily Speaking, brought to you by Armed Forces Bank. This is Tom McLean. And the uh, the wonderful Jody Vickery as my co-host.
1: I never know quite how you're going to. I know,
0: me, so. but wait a minute. Before we get to Brian, I got a couple of things for you. Yes. How was how <laughs> was how was the Christmas and holiday break for you?
1: It was good. It was kind of chill and non-eventful, which is the best kind. How about you? Chill.
0: Yeah, it was chill, but it was nice in the Bahamas. Literally chill. Cruise. Yeah, first cruise. But remember that Christmas tradition you told me about, about wearing pajamas in yes. the morning? Did you do it again this we year? Did. Okay. We did. Had, we
1: all had on K-State pajamas this year because my son has decided he's going to K-State.
0: He made. When did he decide? Recently, we'll say.
1: When, when we talked about how much That's out-of-state now, tuition you know? was for University of Alabama. Oh, yeah.
0: okay. But one other thing I want to clear the air about, I understand you took another gig on the side in my absence. Is that right? Did you do some sort of podcast or video with somebody else? Maybe. Okay. How would it go? <laughs> It wasn't as good, was it?
1: Well, we can talk about that offline.
2: Okay. <laughs> That's my personal story Sorry, segue. Brian. Is that okay? He does this. Brian, we're back. No, it's okay. yes. I, I think that was a very relevant line of questioning there.
1: It actually is never relevant.
0: If, if, if she's doing <laughs> stuff, she should let me know, right? If she's doing yeah. some other podcast.
1: Oh, my goodness. Podcast cheating. Okay, I'm going to reel this back in and introduce yeah. our very special Most important co founder of Veterans Community Project. So, again,
2: (laughs) off to a great start. (laughs) Yes,
1: welcome to the show. We're excited to have you listening and learning about Veterans Community Project with our guest, Brian Myers, again CEO and co founder of Veterans Community Project. I want to introduce you to him and tell you just a little bit about him. Brian served two tours in Iraq as a helicopter crew chief and door gunner in the United States Marine Corps. After returning home to Kansas City, he earned both a master's in public administration and a law degree from the University of Missouri, Kansas City, my alma mater. So we have that in hey, common. Yeah. Yes, go Ruse. Brian left the practice of law early and along with his co-founders, invested his personal savings to co-found the Veterans Community Project, a walk-in clinic for all veterans and a village of tiny houses with wraparound case management services for homeless veterans in Kansas City. In their short existence, it has already transitioned hundreds of Kansas City area veterans out of homelessness and provided services to thousands more. Today, VCP is one of the fastest growing veterans nonprofits in America with campuses under construction nationwide. And Brian leads this great organization as its chief executive officer.
0: Do you also know that he was alumnus of the year in 2022
2: at UMKC, right?
1: He's a Roo, I would expect nothing less.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was, I was. That, was, that was the most recent thing. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Although really undeserving. Like I I was the first, so I was the first graduate of the law school to get that award, Hmm. which blew my mind because there are so many great people that went through there. So luckily next year, the winner is an old professor of mine. And now I feel like the standard has been reset. Like (laughs) me, it was a down year. It was like the COVID (laughs) year. And now they're getting back to that more prestigious, you know, rank of individual.
1: (laughs) I am sure that is not the case. Well, welcome, Brian. Tom and I are really happy you've joined us. And to kick us off today, it'd be great if you could just tell our listeners what inspired you to start the Veterans Community Project. It's a great story that you've shared with us when we were at your facilities.
2: Absolutely. First and foremost, thank you so much for having me. This is this is great. i I'd love any opportunity to, to speak to anyone about this, but specifically those who are so invested in the military community and have such ties and, and give back as well the The motivation, a lot of it you you kind of hit right there with that introduction. So I was in the Marine Corps for five years, and after I got out, you know, I like to be pretty open about the fact that, like so many other people, I had my own struggles with my transition. And, you know, there was actually a point in time where i'm I'm standing in front of this judge, and this judge is looking at me and going, "Hey, you can either go to jail for a little bit or, you can enroll in community college, get some counseling, and, and straighten yourself out there. So I went to jail for a little bit, and then after I got out of jail, I figured I didn't want to do that again, so I enrolled <laughs> in community college, Good which is not what happened. I, <laughs> I, I I took him up on his offer. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I did enroll in community college, and you know, fast forward a number of years, and I was able to graduate, you know, got a couple advanced degrees and it was actually when I was getting ready to graduate law school, I really had that realization that, you know, looking back at that time, a step left, a step right, I'm a very different person and not everybody who got out of the military got that lucky break that I did or got that chance. So I wanted to create something that provided more opportunities. So I actually started a nonprofit getting veterans free legal services, which which still exists. 'm I'm, I'm no longer a, a active part of it and it was through that work I linked up with the other less important co-founders of veterans community Project. <laughs> there it is <laughs> Good. Yeah. I'm four times she's gonna say it <laughs> oh I'll get it I'll get it in there a few times don't okay. worry
1: I'm finding a new t-shirt idea here
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the yes. most I should just get a button and wear Around it on the back day of every I shirt do. that you wear yes yeah. That way they know it's my shirt. Now they'll just steal them from me. Or just <laughs> or put it on your business card and be done with it. Or just tattoo it on my body. What? <laughs> do do all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it was through that work that I I met these other co-founders. And we were all vets. We were all in the Kansas City area. And we were all kind of operating outside of the current systems to help veterans. And most importantly, we were really working with the Homeless veteran population in dealing with this issue of how do you take a veteran from street homeless and then really set them up for long-term success, right? Not just slap a roof over their head and call it good, but really make an impact that will ensure that they're they're stable for a long time to come. right? The other side of it, which was mentioned, is just general access as service to veterans, right? So many people have this idea, you've ever been in the military, you can simply show up at a VA and you know say, hey, I'm here and it's like, come on in, sit right down and let's get rolling. And unfortunately, it's just not like that. That's how it should be. So out of those frustrations and ideas came Veterans Community Project, which is a walk-in clinic for veterans. It's a brick and mortar. You can just walk in the door and we will start assisting you. And then the other thing, which we're more well known for, are our villages of tiny homes as transitional housing. But more importantly, we have on-site wraparound case management. Aren't those tiny houses awesome? Yeah, by the way? we
1: had the chance to go see those. Yeah. Brian was kind, enough, kind of kind enough art. to give us a tour, and it's an amazing setup.
2: And they range from what, 240 square
0: feet to 320 square feet for a, for a family.
2: Yeah, that's correct. And and since you opened the opportunity here, one of the things I want to I, I want to throw out there is, you know, any listening might hear us say Tiny House and they have a certain idea in their head of what that is. And most of the time that idea is around something they've seen on TV, right. it's on a trailer <laughs> or something right. like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And HGTV. as you guys know, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, one of my good buddies hosts a show called like Tiny House Nation. And the amount of times people think that we're building like what he does on that TV show, it's understandable, but it's, it's misguided. Because as a veteran, that's not the standard that I want for other veterans. So as you guys know, those houses are built slab on grade, they're stick built, they're built to 2018 building codes, they're built just like any other home, only smaller.
0: Can you tell our listeners, Brian, a little bit about VCP's solution to provide support for both the Veteran Outreach Center and the VCP Village, and explain how the veterans
2: can transition between them? Yeah. So I'll start with the Outreach Center. So as I mentioned, it is a walk-in clinic for veterans to come in and do what I mentioned earlier, which is, hey, I'm here, I need assistance, and we can start to get the ball rolling. And when I say that, I mean, it's extremely low barrier in the way that the only qualification to receive services is that you've ever taken the oath to serve our country. So, if you're in the military one day or 30 years, you qualify for all our programs and services. It doesn't matter about discharge status, active versus reserve. We also serve National Guard, which is a population that goes overlooked a lot. So, what you can do is you can come in, and we don't necessarily, Veterans Community Project doesn't house all these programs ourselves. What we've done is we've gone out to the community and said, okay, you're a car mechanic or you're a dentist. Or you provide this type of service that a veteran may need assistance with? Would you be willing to partner with us and take referrals? And the the answer is almost always a you know a overwhelming amount of enthusiasm support to do it. So that that's kind of that one side of the house. Now, oftentimes we get people that show up that are either homeless or housing insecure or something like that, that's when we can start the referral to the residential program, which is what I mentioned earlier, the community tiny homes and the onsite case management. The whole idea is that when we move somebody in, well, let let me put it this way. If somebody's worried about where am I gonna sleep? What am I gonna eat? Am I safe? They're not really worried about how's my mental health? What's my employment like do i have addiction issues any of that so we start with those hierarchies we move somebody in right away right now they are safe secure there's food in the refrigerator they're good to go then we pair them with the case manager and create a case management plan tailored to that individual so often you have programs that are very cookie cutter you know and what we like to do is say like homelessness is complicated and getting out of homelessness is even more complicated. So we have to take a very individualized approach with which each veteran we work with.
1: No, I love that. You kind of deal with the things that I would say are almost survival basics so that they right. can start to take a breath and, and lean into making a difference to change the circumstance. I, love that.
0: I, I think what's also cool, when we were there, you said, you know, it's non-discriminatory, right? The VA kind of puts you through a lot of the rigmarole and might say you don't qualify for certain yeah. benefits or certain eligibility. That's in place for them, and I also like the fact that in your in your village with the homes, there's that common bond, right, between the veterans that are there. And you know, if, if Jody were to buy a house in I don't know Honolulu or something, she's not going to know who her neighbor is, right? And it's almost like you have an instant bond and an instant mm-hmm. understanding of who your neighbors are, and that that they all get along, and it's a great tight knit community. So or that's even
1: the sheriff that it. we saw walking around the village that day.
2: Yeah, yeah. the sheriff. The yeah. sheriff. Yes. yes. In yes, that, he he monitors that place. But you're exactly right. I think it's one of the it's one of the intangible things that makes our program so successful. Right? Is that shared experience you have with everyone? Yep. I mean, like, come on, a veteran meets a veteran, even if they don't know each other, they're not perfect strangers. They have that that little bit that they can bond and use that to develop an overall relationship. And we see that in the village all the time.
1: Yep, that's definitely true. See that with my husband. Go okay. ahead. You know, I want to touch on too. When we introduced you, we said that VCP is one of the fastest-growing veterans nonprofits in America. Can you can you talk about that? What what does that mean? Where are you expanding? Maybe even let listeners know if they're interested in and in putting together a working group, reaching out to you in terms of how to bring VCP to their community. What would they do to begin that process?
2: Absolutely. So, in terms of I- expansion and the the rate of it. I should probably give a little bit of timeline about when this all started. Sure. So it was the summer of 2016 when me and the other co-founders decided to leave our full-time jobs. I left my law firm and we went all in on this. Now at that time we had nothing, right? We had an idea, we had some papers and we were working out of each other's kitchens. We started housing people in early 2018, right? So since that time, we're now here in Kansas City but also in Boulder County, Colorado, Longmont specifically, St. Louis, Sioux Falls, Milwaukee, and most recently Oklahoma City. Now that's not necessarily as fast as we could have done this, meaning that the demand has been more than we can handle, meaning lots of different groups reaching out, bring this to our city, bring this to our city. We're trying to grow in a way that is responsible to the service we're providing. Meaning that if we grew too fast, we would jeopardize the quality of services, which is the most important thing to us. So we're trying to scale at a rate that we can, we can ensure that we will, you know, uphold the highest amount of, of service delivery. To, to the point of how could somebody find more information about that? or if they're curious about possibly bringing veterans community project to their community? or just learning more about it, like the best place is always our website, veteranscommunityproject.org or just simply vcp.org. Mm-hmm. And on there, there's actually an ability to get a whole packet of information about like, hey, if you're interested in VCP in your city, here's all the things we look for when we're trying to determine what the what the next right place is. Because I think everybody knows that demand is everywhere, right? homelessness, veteran homelessness, it's everywhere. The scale of it is different, but the issue is everywhere. So we don't necessarily just say, Hey, we want to go the place where the scale is the highest. You know, it, it, it's there, there's more to it than just that.
1: I remember you sharing with us when we visited just about making sure it's a community that's ready to embrace that, to embrace your mission while you're there on the ground and, and really making a partnership of it. Versus coming in and sort of being a stranger on the periphery of a community. So,
0: Exactly. Brian, how far along are the other five locations around the country as far as compared to Kansas City?
2: Yeah, so Kansas City just, it, it's always going to be so much further than every other city. Right. Because, so, so Kansas City is 100% built. Right. Well, even though we started housing in 2018, we build these slowly in order like that's for a lot of reasons. It's for community involvement. It's for fundraising purposes. Right. Because there's no magic bag of federal dollars we reach into or state dollars to make this happen. So even though we started housing, it was 2021 before we finished that village. Right. So Longmont, Colorado. That one, we've been providing outreach services and doing all that. We're getting ready to open the first round of houses soon. We have a full-on ribbon cutting in St. Louis in a couple months. And I don't remember the date off the top of my head. Plus, I'd probably get in trouble if I said it because... Who knows if I actually know it? They'll just tell me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it'll be like on your surprise. website. It'll be on your website eventually, right? The date, exactly. Go okay. always the website or our social media. BCP Somebody
1: will tell you when to show up. I'm sure.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sioux Falls houses are being built. Milwaukee, we Milwaukee, Oklahoma City. We're still kind of in that in that what I call the quiet mode, the fundraising mode. Mm. You know, develop a lot of that stuff. That way, we can hit the ground running when we put shovels in the ground. But you're you have fifty look
0: fifty houses here in Kansas City with forty forty-nine were occupied. Is that right? Are you at full full occupancy now?
2: Yeah, so we have forty-nine houses here, and what we strive for is we strive for eighty-five percent occupancy. Right. That's always about the number we want. There's two reasons there, and this is a perfect way for me to kind of plug one part of the program, which is you guys got to experience when you walk in that home, everything in there is brand new, mm-hmm. right? It's you know linens towels dishes tv desk but it's all brand new right when a veteran moves out they take all that with them you want know, to take the tv the fridge whatever it is you take it with you we reset that house and make it brand new for the next person that's really important to us so there's always what we call the flip stage of houses mm-hmm. so right. when somebody transitions out we flip the house and get it ready for the next person so that creates some vacancy the other, the other reason you wanna have some vacancy is so that you can address emergency situations, right? Meaning that I had one, one of my all-time favorite veterans we've helped, his house burned down, he's 85 years old, right? He went from homeowner to 85 years old, homeless with a dog, like overnight, all right? That person's at a really, really high risk factor to be homeless. So we were able to just simply go down Open the door and say, okay, you can move in. Same thing actually happened with Terrence, the guy that you guys were referring to, the village sheriff. Yeah, the right? sheriff. Yeah, he yeah. walks around and keeps an eye on everything. His apartment, his apartment complex caught on fire and he was homeless instantly. We were able to just immediately move him in. So we always drive for about 85% occupancy. That's kind of what we found our sweet spot is.
0: Thank you for that. Talk about how our listeners can give donations or buy a brick. Can you? dive into the impacts you've made on transitioning veterans to permanent housing and how providing permanent housing increases the income of the veterans. And this is a, these are a lot of questions in one. Can you remember all these things, Brian? I'm going to keep going, but how many visits to the VCP outreach center in Kansas city have you had? And a little bit about where you are with this. So just to encapsulate all that I said to you to just talk about the visits, talk about how our listeners can get involved in the organization too.
2: Absolutely. To answer your first question, no, I will not remember. So please feel free to say, Brian, that's not the question I answered. Stop talking about whatever you want to talk about. Um, So in order to get involved, and and this is really important, that that thing I talked about where we take all veterans, right, one day in the military or 30 years, discharge status, all that, we can only do that because we've made the difficult decision to operate entirely based off donations and goodwill. Meaning if we took those federal dollars and often a lot of state dollars restrict the veterans you can serve, and we just won't compromise that part of the organization, right? So we do heavily depend on generosity and donation, the best place to figure out all the ways to give back from buying a brick to coming out and volunteering, any of that, or just straight you know, monetary donation is, again, the website, you know, bcp.org, veteranscommunityproject.org. In terms of, I think at first you asked me about transitioning I can't remember. veteran. Yeah. Yeah, well, he yeah, doesn't
1: even remember what he asked I, you, Brian. No, But I
2: think I think
0: talking about, <laughs> maybe you have a real-life example of how somebody transitioned from that sort of temporary housing, if you will, to go to permanent housing. So walk through that process and maybe have a real-life example.
2: Absolutely. So going big picture and then bringing it into the individualized level when I talk about why we got attention and why we were getting a lot of requests from other communities and something that I didn't even really anticipate was our transition success rate. meaning that just to give some context, you know a lot of transitional shelters and living facilities, you know if they're transitioning 20 to 25 percent of everybody coming through, that's that's pretty great for them we've been transitioning, we've been positively transitioning about 85% of all wow. the veterans that come through our program. It's a big number. So, yeah. and it's something we're really proud of. And what that looks like for an individual is going back to that idea when they move in, we have, even though the case management programs are individualized, they're based off of what we call our pillars of support, right? So it's all based off these five pillars, which are health and wellness, income stability, fiscal understanding, education and training, and network of support, right? And, and we, we evaluate all five of those things. We have a point scale. That point scale creates an aggregate score, which we call our permanent housing readiness score. And when the aggregate score gets to a certain point, that's when we have a good feeling that they're gonna be long-term successful. One of, I, I, you know, one good example I can give, I talked about the the veteran whose who's house burned down there, there's another vet that he was dishonorably discharged from the military, therefore he he couldn't access any programs and services. But he was dishonorably discharged because he had a few DUIs and he had a few DUIs in between deployments. And it was obvious this individual was suffering from post traumatic stress mm-hmm. and at that point so there he is he's he's out of the military he's got a dishonorable discharge and he's suffering from post-traumatic stress so he doesn't but he doesn't really qualify for these other programs and services right Well, we're able to bring him in work through that discharge status right get that overturned not only get that overturned but then service connect his post-traumatic stress so now he's getting income again right so those are two huge things then we can slowly start to do that counseling, hooking them up with resources, getting them used to going to the VA or other appointments as necessary, and just get them used to kind of that, that functioning as an individual in an overall community again. And then at the end of the day, we're able to move this individual out into his own place, and he, he's, he's doing really well. So I I tried to tell his story without giving away too much personal information, sure. but that's that's kind of the big picture of it, right? But that dishonorable discharge, that PTSD, it, like, look, we don't shy away from the fact, you know, it led him down a bad path. You know, he 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 did some things that he's not proud of, but overcoming that, you know, and 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 recognizing his service and and revalidating his service, you know, this this is somebody who who didn't even like to refer to himself as a veteran because he didn't feel like he was because of his discharge status, Mm -hmm. right? This guy's got two combat tours, right? He's a veteran, you know, like we, we can, we can work on that.
1: Yeah, You probably made it seem like a very overwhelming situation to him by himself could be dealt with one step at a time, one day at a time. Definitely. Yeah. I also love the story that you shared with us about a gentleman moving into the community, reestablishing residency and address and giving him the opportunity to start to see his kids again because he yeah. had a place for them to come for visitation. So, you know, so many so many good stories. I bet we could probably do a whole nother podcast series on success stories coming out of the village for sure. I want to see if you want a chance just to talk about a couple of other resources that, that are on the website we've talked about, vcp.org. Mm-hmm. We've got emergency assistance, the Ride KC, kind of a local opportunity, veterans pass, and the veterans crisis line. Maybe spend just a minute or two sharing about those services
2: as well. Yeah, so those services are all, that all comes from our outreach center, right? So the veteran crisis line itself, that's that's not veterans community project specific. We just always like to make sure that we place that resource there because if a veteran's on our site and they're looking for what services we provide, we want to make sure that we're always like, hey, these resources are out there. Even if they're not ours, please make sure that that you're accessing them. So the emergency assistance that is where a veteran who may be struggling with a utility bill, a car repair, something like that can come to us and we're we're able to do exactly what it says which is you know provide some financial assistance in these particular cases. Now I will say it is really important to us. One of the things we engage in is if, if somebody comes to us and they say hey my you know, I'm behind on my utility bills, it's not gonna be so easy as great, here's your utility, utility bill check, right? Cause that's the band-aid. And what we wanna do is we wanna figure out like, why are you behind on that utility bill, right? Well, I'm behind on the utility bill because I've missed work a bunch. Well, why have you missed work a bunch? Because I don't have reliable transportation. Boom, let's focus on that, right? Let's get mm-hmm. the utility bill paid, but now let's focus on that issue. That way you're not coming to us every couple months, right? Yep. Yep. So we do a little bit of a deeper dive on vets that that come in and, and look for that. The the bus pass program, that's actually the first program we ever ruled out, which was any veteran could come to us and get a bus pass that allowed them to ride the bus for free permanently. Actually, it was it was so successful in Kansas City that the city council and the mayor used our numbers off of that, the increased ridership, and some of our success so- stories from being able to not have to make the choice between bus fare and other monetary needs to actually roll and pass a resolution to give free rides to all Kansas Cityans on 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 the bus. So
0: very good, very good. So Brian, if a veteran or others would like to see the village and Jody and I and our chief legal officer, we kind of bombarded you and just invited ourselves to go visit those <laughs> houses and But if people <laughs> wanna, if, if people want to take a gander and, and have, have sort of a tour, is how does that get facilitated?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, just so you know, you know I, I felt bad. you were standing outside the door just knocking on it for like two hours, <laughs> so I feel like I finally had to just it let started you in to be say, weird right. right Yeah, it was a
1: little yeah. odd.
2: Yeah, you had to stare, yeah. staring through the glass with the sad puppy eyes for a couple hours. I was finally like, "All right, come on, yeah. man, let's go look at this village."
1: Tom brings <laughs> the weird everywhere
2: we go. Yeah, yeah. but that was after <laughs> our seventh time trying trying to get yeah, you to yeah, take that's us. that's true. Yeah. I, I could ignore you for a while. Trust me. Yeah. Persistent, yeah. I think is the preferred. <laughs> but, all right. Yeah. So back. Did I ask? Did I just ask my question? Yeah, you did. You actually asked a question. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> The, the the question being, if anybody else would like to learn more about the organization or come take a tour, I'm going to sound like a broken record. The website's the best place to start or our social media. We do scheduled tours like okay. on on a weekly basis and things like that, as well as host. You can sign up to get notified about all the volunteer opportunities. And that's, and that's site specific. So you can say, look, I'm in this city. I want to hear about volunteer opportunities here, or you can reach out and try to schedule an individualized tour if those group times don't work for you.
1: And if that doesn't work, come sit with your face pressed against the glass.
2: uh, Yeah. uh, (laughs) The the last option I would recommend is...
1: Which one's your window exactly again?
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Although uh, I did I did pool. we did meet your dog that day and I don't think I'd be right. messing with trying to get into the building <laughs>
2: without Yeah, that's true. Ah, he's a sweetheart.
0: I remember you got a little out of control that time too, Brian, when you wondered why nobody's helping you with the dog, right? <laughs> why yeah. can't why can't people yeah. take the dog out?
2: Yeah, I know, right? I asked somebody. I'm like, "Hey, I'm about to go out going on a tour. The dog's got to go to the bathroom." And I asked one of the less important co-founders <laughs> if he'd take the dog. Out the <laughs> and to oh yeah, we're gonna have to edit I was this like, like, one hard. That's interesting, you know. We got <laughs> company here giving a tour, trying to put our best foot forward, and you're just talking back. It's crazy.
0: So oh. that founder is now in the, in the doghouse.
2: Literally. How about that he, one? He, yeah, he, he, that was very, very good, but that would be no surprise. He pretty much lives there. <laughs> right,
1: so Going off the rails. Mm-hmm. It's hard to keep track of where we even were really. Got a couple more questions for you. We wanted to hear about any past events that you have done. Have they been hosted? What are the ways that you are engaging either in our community here in Kansas city or others to raise awareness for VCP? Where might folks find you other than the website?
2: yeah one of the most important things we do is raise awareness because out of awareness comes connection to other veterans meaning that there are there are veterans out there right now and i'm very aware of this there are veterans out there right now that need our programs and services and simply are unaware of them and sometimes the best way that somebody becomes aware is a recommendation from a family or friend right so the more people we can make aware the more recommendations happen that being said We do a lot of targeted outreach where we actually go out, go to areas and seek these individuals who may be out on the streets or camping or whatever that is. In terms of the public awareness event, so we, in Kansas City, we have our our annual event, which we call the house party. And that is every year about the, it's the first week in November. And that's just bringing everybody together in one spot and celebrating all the work we've done raise some money, tell some stories and talk about all the great things that is permeating from Kansas city, like across the country, right? Like this is, this is changing the way that every city is looking to address homelessness and it's all, it's all stemming right here from Kansas city. And I think it's something that we, we, as a community should be really proud of additional events. You know, there, we have a lot of people who want to host a golf tournament for us, Right. Or, you know, a, a bingo night or poker tournament or whatever it is. We always want to do those things, right? Show up, see everybody, give a little, you know, presentation about us and then and, then in, enjoy the event. So there's a lot of different ways. I think we're coming to the finish line, right? We There's are, a, there are probably a,
0: very grateful. We're,
2: we're going to talk a little <laughs> bit more about
0: vcp.org, but we'll keep talking about that website. But there is a merch shop out there and I you know, I'm a concert guy, Jody, and I I I have a Backstreet Boys and a New Kids <laughs> on the Block
2: shirt that I'd I re- I'd, I'd much rather many wear many a VCP that. shirt. Yeah. 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 Wait, doesn't it you already told me that in order for me to be allowed to come on this podcast that I had to send you a dozen shirts first? Are you about to are you got to more out of me. Are you doing like, sketchy you didn't things, get the, Tom? You didn't get the pro, the <laughs> podcast bribe yet. You also didn't get the update that it wasn't
0: a, just a dozen. So I don't know what your <laughs> issue is. Yeah. Wow. So, but yeah, let's let's wrap this up by having. Well, thank goodness, right, Jody? Right. You're going but to let's, get let's so much wrap trouble. Wrap it up with any other things you want to say about BCP. You've you've covered a lot of ground. We've co- we've asked a lot of great questions. Thanks to Michelle.
2: And bring it. Bring us. Bring us home. I think the the first thing I want to do that I, I never actually get to do or don't always have the opportunity is just thank everyone. And by that, I mean, we don't do what we do without supporters, without anybody that's listening, without you inviting me on here to talk about it, without the person that volunteers, without the person that gives $5, without the person that gives $500, like I as passionate as I may be about this and as hard as I may work, there's no way I can do this on my own or me and the co-founders can do this on our own. That's why we put community central to our name, because it takes the community to do this. But that's also an empowering thing, meaning that like us as a community, we don't have to wait on somebody else to address this issue we can address this issue if we all just come together and work on it. And we're doing that here. So if there's anything I could say that's been unsaid, it's just thank you.
0: Well said, Brian. You cover a lot of ground in your collateral materials that you have available inside your shop too. And I I just loved some of the quotes you have there, an oath to serve all who served us. And it takes Mm -hmm. a village to heal a village. That that kind of pulled at my heartstrings too. But when when I looked at some Google reviews about VCP two, I just wanted to read one quote up that's out there. It says, this organization is incredible. It's truly amazing how many veterans' lives are impacted positively due to VCP's outreach into the community. Super impressed, great service for vets, awesome group of people, and a fantastic staff. If that doesn't sum up what, what great stuff you're doing in the communities that you serve, I don't know what would. Just fantastic comments
2: about your organization. Thank, thank you. And uh, thank you for choosing the review that I wrote. I think it's pretty good. Too. <laughs> well, it's well, 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 written
1: either way, really. Yes, yes. Because oh certainly a,
0: a second rate founder wouldn't write
2: something that eloquent. <laughs> yeah. No, no, they can't even write. They, they struggle with that part.
1: Well, I'm going to give us an escape hatch here.
2: <laughs> what it, are we going to do the military? Minute?
1: So we need Brian to hang with us for just a couple more minutes because we're going to do this endearing little game called the military minute to close us out. Which I've missed. I know. Well, it's yeah. It's been a month. Yes, so have you been waiting with anticipation?
0: But the the answer to that last question? Yeah, so,
1: yeah, it's been a while. Do you even remember the question? Last week's Military Minute on our last podcast was a question about the Military Family Advisory Network. The question was, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, food insecurity nationwide is approximately at what percent? Did you answer on the social media sites?
0: I think it's 10.
1: Very well played. I think right. you probably read it in your oh, script, but it, it is ten percent. I,
0: I just looked at it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so hopefully you got that answer right. Watch for the announcement of our winner. I'll tell you what you won in just a minute. But fast forward to this week's military minute topic. Is it about BCP? It is. Yeah. We have an uncanny way of tying the military Imagine minute that. to yep. our guest of the day. Yeah. Keep up, Tom. <laughs> so you heard you heard this answer today. Don't in answer our Brian. discussion. You cannot answer, Brian.
2: That's all right. I probably would have got it wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think you'd get it right. What was the success rate of transitioning veterans from homelessness to permanent sustainable housing in 2021? So if you didn't pay attention or you're not inclined to do the research, you have to wait until next week to know the answer. But if you listen or you do the research and you know, the answer, jump on our Facebook or Instagram account and respond with that answer. When we drop this podcast and you'll earn $50 for yourself and $50 for a charity of your choice. We have just today identified a charity that would be, be well-suited for yeah, such a donation. should be of so, a lot
0: of people's choices. Yes, yep.
1: I would think so. But thank you again, Brian, for spending time with us. And for our listeners, be sure to learn more about everything that you heard today at vcp.org or veteranscommunityproject.org.
0: And Jody, if you enjoyed today's episode, I did. as much as Brian enjoyed listening to himself, go out to, <laughs> to oh afbank.com. And subscribe to the show. Also make sure to rate us, leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Brian, we are on YouTube, and we're we're an international phenom.
1: Tom thinks he's famous.
2: I believe it. (laughs) 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 Heaven
0: help
1: us.
2: I'm not even going to poke holes in that. I 100% believe it.
1: (laughs) In his own mind, thank you for being a good sport today, and more importantly, for sharing about Veterans Community Project.
2: Uh, thank you guys so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. Right. Bye. Bye, guys.